this episode of uh, the Talent Podcast, we spent some time with Lily Heights for Hopper, at the time Director of People Learning and Development Lily shares his experience from lips pivot to a hybrid model of work and talks about how it helped the company become more inclusive. He also shares some of the challenges posed by leadership and his reflections on what companies are getting right and what others are getting wrong in hybrid work. Where Lyft has transitioned, and this is where I would like to start, uh, at the beginning of this year, we decided to actually go fully flexible in terms of where people are working from. And that has been landing tremendously positively with people at Lyft. Um, but it was a rocky way to get there. So I would like to go back a little bit in history to just to give you a little bit of an impression as to what did it take for us to get there, where we are today, um, and then where might we be heading next? And then also looking a little bit outside of the Lyft ecosystem as to how is that fair with other companies out there, tech industry or not? Um, Similar to many other companies pre-pandemic, it was absolutely normal to go into the office. We had probably the vast majority, 90, 95% of people who would do that Monday through Friday. Um, and I have to admit, we also have part of the organization, which is quite a large chunk, it's about 50%, that actually has to go to the office and did continue to go to the office um, throughout the pandemic because we are serving drivers out there. So there's an immediate customer connection. And so we couldn't let go of that. Um, that being said, similar to any other organization, five days a week was the normal. We would all commute in Monday, Friday, and we'd do it all the five days. Um, and when the pandemic hit, it really just put an end to that. And so people started working from home and we had similar to other organizations, stipends, setting you up for success, giving you monitors, keyboards, making sure that you can actually perform from home. Um, and to be honest, I think it worked just fine. Uh, in hindsight, and I know many other leaders and thought leadership out there talked about how productivity actually was okay. We continued to be productive. We continued to meet. We continued to have um, processes in place in order to make sure that work is getting done. Innovation is the interesting piece where you could argue to what degree did innovation continue at the same levels or did that actually deteriorate? Um, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about this because this is fed into some of the decision making as to where we're at today. And our leadership, and I assume similar to very many other leaders out there, had concerns when it comes to innovation, but also when it comes to productivity. And it makes sense if you have people come to the office, you see them, there is proximity bias that is creeping right in with regards to, oh, this person is here. Oh, this person is here at 6 p.m. or at 8 p.m. That person must be really productive. Like we all have seen it, we all have heard it. Um, and unfortunately, over the past two and a half, three years, we have all lived it, which is that need not to necessarily be the case. You can work from anywhere and be highly productive and possibly also innovative. Uh, but how do you prove that? How do you show that? What I think leaders are coming from is trust. Can monitor day by day, minute by minute. Rather, what you should all invest in is managers. How are managers in a position where they can properly set measurable goals and to determine what does success look like? We have always done that in the past. That was the same case pre-pandemic, but it was maybe a little bit more loosey-goosey. And so now that we are in this fully remote space, it is a little bit more important to say, what are the things that I'm expecting of you? If you deliver them, I'm good with that. We are okay. If that takes you 20 hours, 80 hours, that's on you. You just need to deliver that. And then we can talk about workloads and making sure they're not over capacity. Um, but coming all the way back to our leadership, through surveys, when we asked individuals, when we were allowed to ask the questions, we were able to showcase, look, 
people are going to be much more likely to leave Lyft if they do not have the flexibility of working from home continuously. People are way less engaged if they are forced to come back to the office. Um, people will probably seek out other opportunities. And so for us, when it comes to employee retention, which was already a tough thing, and I presume for many organizations out there as well, is that you want to counter that. Well, one way to counter that is listen to your people and give them what they ask for, while at the same time making sure that they are continuing to be productive and innovative as they go about it. It's giving people that flexibility, the opportunity to work from wherever they want to work, make sure that we're setting clear targets and goals to ensure that there's measurable opportunities in place to determine, are you delivering? Are you executing against what we hope you want to do and need to do? And at the same time, coming together for moments that matter where we can continue to drive that connection to the organization, connection to the business, connection to other people. We've heard this loud and clear. If you never have a connection to the organization, you do not walk in a physical space that's what gives you the impression that there is something bigger at play you have very little loyalty, you have very little connection. And that is really bad for engagement and it's really bad for retention. So we need to dive into that and we need to do that, but we don't need to do it Monday through Friday every day. That is exactly the opposite of what people are asking for. Already pre-pandemic, what was very clear for us is that we have our major hubs in the United States. Our hubs are San Francisco, Nashville, New York, Seattle. These hubs are, while having heavy tech talent, not necessarily the most diverse talent. I want to come back also to the term I mentioned earlier with team norms. And this is a great opportunity for us to also reshape culture within the organization. Through team norms, we can set a couple of key standards that we want every team to adhere to. I'll give you one very simple one. The question that we asked ourselves is, what if the manager of a team, the leader of a team, were to leave the team? Do the norms reside with the leader or do the norms reside with the team? And we haven't never thought about that, but the answer is very straightforward, which is, of course, it resides with the team. But it's also a very interesting dynamic because if you have a new leader coming in, well, that person will need to then pick up the norms of the existing team. And yet within that lies the beauty because it also means a leader can come in and has a document in front of them that determines well, what's in there and you'll probably be able to very quickly run with the team. Now, on the flip side, you may also then have the opportunity to say, okay, but what are the things that I actually disagree with in here and that we may want to talk about? So it's an easy start for any new leader to say, how are we operating? How might we shift in order to get to a different state as an organization, as a team here? We have this vision as to where we want to go. And at the same time, we also know that there are economics and there are dynamics at play that we need to just listen to and understand how, how this is impacting the business. You have potentially food, snacks, drinks. It's, it's, it's a huge cost center. And so actually having the flexibility of a flexible workplace where you say people do not need to come to the office, you may also easily then reduce the office space and thereby save money and thereby find ways of how you can invest it in other um, technology, for example. I haven't talked about that yet. A huge aspect as to thinking about our workforce and productivity, particularly when it comes to around collaboration, is what software and technology we're providing with individuals so that they can actually get work done in a productive way. But again, coming back to this innovation, how do we spark creative ideas? And there, there's great software out there. Miro is one of them, where you have an opportunity to collaborate in a virtual setting and yet do brainstorms, do um, voting, do prioritization work. It, it can all happen virtually. It's just about getting people to be capable of doing these activities virtually.
One of our primary objectives for manager development has been over the past year already, how do we get every manager to be a facilitator? Because facilitation is something that learning and development does uh, as a bread and butter, right? That's our job. Our job is to pre-pandemic, go into a meeting room and a training room and facilitate conversations, facilitate ideas and, and potential controversial, controversial ideas. Um, but it was all about facilitation. When we went into the pandemic, we did that virtually, right? We would have these virtual rooms and we would facilitate conversations and discussions. What if, and this was a bit our, our kind of aspirational vision, what if every manager, every team lead, everybody who has some sort of kind of responsibility of bringing people together and, and to drive some agenda, what if all of them were the best possible facilitators? What if they were all as good as our best facilitator on the team, on the learning and development team? What could you accomplish and achieve with that? And so we started actually deploying content against how can you become a better facilitator? And right now, the next step is going to be not only the tips and tricks with regards to bringing people in, kicking things off, having high engagement, all easy things or teachable things. The, the next teachable thing is what software and tools can you use? And if these facilitators become phenomenally at utilizing some of these tools, thereby lies another beautiful way as to how you can increase productivity and now coming back to innovation. Because people are having great ideas, but how do you get it out of them? And that's one of the great ways to do it is collaborate and great facilitation so people are actually eager to do that. It happened to me multiple times over the past month where I had people who were phenomenal facilitators who were capable of utilizing the software in a way to actually navigate these conversations. And the outcome was quite impressive and something that I hadn't seen for the first one and a half years of the pandemic. So there is room for all of us to grow and particularly for those organizations who want to tap into a diverse talent pool and making sure that we are continuously productive and innovative. That's another unlock make everybody great virtual facilitators and get them up to speed on software and systems and tools that allow cross-functional collaboration. The Learning and Talent podcast is brought to you by Iventi, the world's leading event provider for global heads of learning, talent management and executive development. To find out more about joining an Iventi Executive Knowledge Exchange, free and exclusive to senior leaders, visit iventive.com. You can also join iNow, free online community for senior HR executives at ino.mn.co.